0: Hello, and welcome to I Am Not For Everyone, the podcast for those looking to release shame, heal from trauma, and feel really, really good being their fully expressed, authentic selves. My name is Dr. Lee, and I am a doctorally prepared nurse practitioner and a certified clinical trauma professional, as well as a mom, wife, and a human being navigating the world with complex PTSD. Season one of this podcast came about because I was tired of spending decades living in a shame-filled, trauma-laden body and brain. And after doing a lot of work and learning how to return to a safe, grounded place in my life, I knew it was time for me to take my experience in education and use my voice to unsilence myself, to release the leftover shame, and to give others permission to do the same. On season two of this podcast, I'm going to be sharing my experience in education but even more importantly, I'm going to be bringing on some incredible guests who are going to unsilence themselves. They're going to share their own stories of trauma, shame, and their journeys to healing, resiliency, and self-acceptance. While I believe these episodes will be deeply impactful, I do want to add a disclaimer that we're going to be talking about some potentially triggering topics. So please take the invitation to pause or skip or fast forward on any episode and to treat yourself gracefully and kindly after each time that you listen. Let's dive in. Hey y'all, welcome to episode 1 of season 2. I am so excited to be back. Uh I know I'm excited to be back because I have tried to record this particular episode of the podcast this initial intro back in like four times. This is literally the fourth time I am trying to record this dang thing. The first couple of times, like life happened in the middle. And then the third time I got all the way through. And then we realized that my mic wasn't working. There was no sound for the whole thing. And then now we're on, uh, attempt number four, which is fine. It is what it is. Right. And I always like to tell my, uh, private clients like this or something better. (laughs) Like this is going to be a great episode or something better. And it can be really frustrating when life like throws you those curveballs over and over. And sometimes we can be like, why is this happening? Why isn't this working? And we can take it as a sign that we're supposed to stop when in reality, maybe there was something else you needed to learn. Maybe there was another experience you needed to go through. And what I actually have realized is, is I think that this episode is going to be even better now because some things happened this weekend that I was thinking about and just influenced what I wanted to say in this first episode. So it's always working, (laughs) like, even when it looks like it's not. And so I want to talk about uh, reframes and pivots today. So in the last episode of season one, Z is for Z, which was also titled, This is the End, because Z is the end of the alphabet. We talked about the three P's. We talked about when you get to the end of something or when you get to a significant mile marker or like a pausing point in any journey, the three P's of knowing what you want to do moving forward. It's, you know, do I want to persist? Do I want to keep doing the thing that I'm doing? Do I want to pivot and change some stuff, move some stuff around, go in a slightly different direction, but not completely, you know, change direction or completely stop, Or do I want to peace out? Like, do I want to be done with this? Do I want to bring this to a close and start a new chapter, a new beginning, right? And I'm actually thinking of the song I heard this weekend, uh, throwback for all my uh, 70s, 80s babies of the the semi-sonic song, Closing Time, where he says, every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. And that's really kind of what happened for me over these last two months while we were paused. And while we were gearing up for season two, so if you listen to season one, you know that we did the alphabet. I went through and picked like juicy, triggering, loaded, fun, um, I like intriguing words that I really wanted to talk about. Topics I wanted to talk about, and I brought on some really kick-ass guest speakers. Um, and interviewed some cool people and did a lot of episodes on my own that were really fun. I even had my husband and my sister on. And that season was really about me finding my voice. I am someone who loves to do public speaking. I am an external processor. Talking out loud is like gives my life juice. And I really, really enjoyed. It, it was such a therapeutic, and a releasing and a cathartic process for me to show up every week and to put out a podcast on some topics that were like hard for me to talk about in public. We talked about shame and trauma and racism and um, sex and you know trauma bonding and like some some things that were hard to talk about. you know there was even a, a, a episode where my husband and I talked about, Um, our intimate relationship physically, sexually, and what that looked like um, as a woman who had gone through sexual assault and as the partner of someone who had experienced that. And so, you know, we, we went to some really edgy places and that was my, what I realized now, that was my unsilencing. That was my unsilencing for not only myself, but like for my, for my ancestry, right? Like there are so many women in my lineage that were silenced, that were made to feel like they couldn't use their voice in a way that felt really authentic for them. And and I recognize now after reviewing those podcasts, after reviewing that whole experience, that nine month experience, that that was pattern breaking That that was me saying, drawing a line in the sand and saying, you know what? This is not what women in my lineage do anymore. This is not going to be what this is about for us anymore. And that was a really, that was a really hard thing to claim. It was a really hard thing to claim. But by going through that and honestly having some of the trauma triggers that popped up for me Over those nine months, because I, there were times during that season that were like serious dark nights of the soul. (sighs) Like, there were times where I had such bad emotional flashbacks where it was like I felt like I was dying. There were times where I was so sad and so frustrated with how I felt inside of my body that it was like really hard to get up and even do things during the day. And getting the, help that I did, getting the resources and the support that I did through that experience. And also with my own knowledge and expertise around trauma and around healing and around shame, doing all of that at once, like really was this beautiful alchemical process. And when we finished the podcast at the end of July, beginning of August, I realized I was like, I need a break because I need to just like take some time and review this. And like I said, I realized during that review period that that time that I spent was a unsilencing, was a calling myself in back home, was a remembrance of like who I am and why I'm here and what I want to do. And I was getting so much great feedback. I was actually having people message me and saying, "I, I can't wait till the podcast comes back. Like, when is it coming back? And we actually had more downloads of the podcast while it was paused than we did... Of in the beginning months of when we were first putting it out, which was really cool to see that like people were still downloading this, even though, and even more so, when people were still sharing it, even though we didn't even have active episodes going. And one of the things, you know, when I got towards the end of the podcast, we were talking about um, sexual uh, empowerment, we were talking about shame, we were talking about racism, we were talking about religion, we were talking about all of these topics, vulnerability. And youth and aging, and all of these places where a lot of people feel shame. And one of the things that came through for me when I was reviewing and reframing and kind of getting the juice out of examining everything that had just happened in the last year, I realized that the golden thread that was weaving through everything I was doing was the work of anti shame was looking at life through the lens of, if we removed the shame from the situation, what would the reframe be? If we were able to not feel like we had to cut off pieces and parts of ourselves in order to be accepted by society or by a particular person or by an organization or by our profession or by whomever, what would that look like? What would that reframe look like? And That was a really powerful moment because I realized that these ideas that I had been having around helping others enjoy their lives more, have more pleasure, be calm and grounded in their nervous systems, experience life without the feeling of shame, release trauma that they had. If I could put something together, if I could create something and put it out to the world that really was a systemic or a strategic way of helping people do that, how cool would that be? And so I was talking with my team and my director of operations. And I said, you know what? Like, I really want to create. I've wanted to do this for a couple of years, but I I knew I wasn't ready. I knew I had to go through my own shit first. Like, I knew I had to I knew I had to go first in order to then be able to turn around and and bring people with me on that journey. And in August, I finally felt like I was there. I finally felt like I was ready. And so I was like, I want to do this certification. I want to teach people how to be be trauma-informed. I want to teach people how to create psychologically safe spaces. I want to help this world feel better. For everyone, because right now it doesn't feel good on social media. It doesn't feel good watching the news. It doesn't feel good watching people argue over health issues and social issues and political issues and religious issues. Like this doesn't feel good. And if it doesn't feel good for me, someone who is very well resourced, who has all the tips and tricks, who knows how to do this stuff, then I know it's not feeling good for people who don't know any of this, who don't understand their nervous systems. And how their body and brain work together, who don't understand trauma, who don't understand shame, and who are just like out there feeling really crappy and not knowing how to do anything about it. So, talking with the team, I said, I want to create this certification and I want to, you know, start to do these really other cool opportunities. And so we were like, yeah, let's do this. Like, let's move forward on this. And then something interesting happened. (laughs) I was checking in with my intuition and like, miss P and she was saying to me, like, you're not like, there's slow down, just slow down. Cause there's something here that you're not seeing. There's something here that's missing. You need a little bit more time to see it. And my ego was like getting really frustrated. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I'm procrastinating. I don't know why I'm not moving forward on this. Like what's going on? Why am I not doing this? What, what's happening? And I kept listening to my intuition and and my gut. And I was like, okay, but we are going to slow down. We are going to wait. And this isn't procrastinating. This is being patient. Like, this is not procrastination. This is patience. And I know you're not used to patience. (laughs) You're used to doing things from urgency because that's what your ego has always told you to do. And like, that's not what we're going to do here. So I was having a conversation with my husband and he helped bring a lot of clarity to the situation when we were driving. I always have these, if I can externally process while I'm driving, I'm in really, or in the car, um, I'm in really good shape because that's where all the ideas come. And so I was like, just talking this out out loud and to him. And I'm like, I don't get why I can't move forward on this. Like there's something here. And he was like, okay, well, like if you could do it, how you wanted to do it, how would you do it? Which seems like such a simple, almost like a, Asinine question, right? But it was so helpful to hear him say, like, if you could do this the exact way that you desired it, what would it look like? And I realized that I wanted to offer these services out to the world in a way that was bigger than just me. I know that as one person, I can only do so much. And yes, there are people out there who have influenced tens of millions and billions of lives and fantastic. Like, I'm so grateful for those people. And I'm not going to assume that I'm going to be one. And what I do know is, is that I can deeply affect one person's life or 10 people's lives or a thousand people's lives. And then they can go out and affect a lot of people's lives. And like that can, that ripple effect turns me on way more than thinking about being the only person to affect millions or billions of people. Right. So I was like, okay, well, if it wasn't just me, if I could teach other people how to do this and then they could go and teach other people how to do this and we could have like this massive ripple effect, how would I do that? And I was like, oh, well, I'd create an institute. (laughs) And then my brain was like, yep, that's it. My intuition was like, yep, that's it. And I went, oh, okay, so how do I do that? (laughs) How do I do that? And I ran upstairs when we got home and I was like, I'll be back. And I ran upstairs and I was like searching on the computer and I was looking up all the legal things. And I was like, okay, I can actually, in the United States, I can create an institute without having it be an accredited higher education um, delivery organization to begin with at least. And like, there's no legal place and I can't use that word except for Utah and I'm not in Utah, so that's fine. And so I was like going through it and going through it and, and spent all night looking at that. And by the end of that day, I had, in, I had trademarked the Institute for Trauma and Psychological Safety. <laughs> I had contacted my, uh, the banker that I work with and was like, Hey, I'm, I'm forming an LLC. I'm going to need like new accounts. Like I went into such quick motion on this. And I think that that's something I wanted to just chat with you all about, because so often the reason why you're kind of stuck or the reason the reason why we feel that procrastination or that resistance is because we haven't really stopped and asked ourselves the question around the thing we want to do which is like if i could do this in a way that felt really really good if i could do this exactly how i wanted to do this how would i do it and that seems silly when you're already talking about a desire and it's not because so often when we have a desire we like water it down We make it so that it's more reasonable or more rational or whatever. And we don't actually allow our brain to like imagine. We don't allow it to play. We don't allow it to be creative and think of things outside the box. And so when you say, if there were no rules and I could do this exactly how I wanted to do it, how would I do it? It like opens up that door to ways that you actually can do things. It's just, you didn't think you could. So within like two weeks of that, the Institute was created, we had this full plan and it was so such a gorgeous unfolding. And so I um, announced the offers for the certifications and for the teacher trainings to my private community. And so many of them jumped on the teacher training part that I didn't even, wasn't even really able to announce it to the public because all of the spots are essentially taken at this point. So I'm really excited because there's already like 20 plus people who are going, yeah, I want to learn this. I want you to teach this to me. And then we're going to go out and spread the knowledge. Like we're going to go out and take this into parenting and and into teaching teenagers about having um, healthy intimate relationships and not having trauma bonding and taking this to adults who are maybe already trauma bonded and like helping them understand how they can create healthier relationships and taking this into academia and changing the way we educate students so that they feel safer and more supported Taking this into healthcare so that our patients and the healthcare workers can feel safer and supported in their work and when they're receiving care. Taking this into entrepreneurship so that when we sell or when we serve clients that we're actually doing it from a healthy grounded space that feels safe and supportive and mutually beneficial taking this into the C-suites, into management, into leadership, into corporate, where we know that there's a lot of toxic policies going on right now and helping people to create more, again, more safe, healthy, mutually beneficial relationships. So the whole thing just kind of like took off. And so now we have a free Facebook community called Becoming Trauma-Informed, creating safer, shame-free spaces that people can join. There's over at the time of recording, there's already 300 people in there and we're having some really awesome conversations and I'm doing free trainings in there every week. Um, We're building our website and in November, we're going to be launching our certification that can anyone and everyone who is interested in taking will be able to take and we're offering it in a trauma-informed way so that Um, people, you know, if financials are an issue, we have a trauma informed approach for that. If, um, disabilities or differing learning, um, techniques or styles are needed, we have the capacity for that. People who need more time, people who need, um, who are, you know, most of the people taking this, all the people taking this, at least from us to start are going to be adult learners who have kids and jobs and all of the things. And so how can we educate people, in a way that works for them where they can really engage with the content and get what they need and also provide a relatively seamless and standardized uh, experience for everyone. So I, I share this, not just because I'm super excited about the Institute and hope that you'll Uh, join us in some way, whether that's in the Facebook community or through our certifications or through the free trainings that we start doing or bringing us into your small business or into your corporation or into your workplace and having us um, teach you and your team and your employees how to create safer, more shame-free spaces. But I share this because I want to show you (laughs) what can happen... When you actually commit to doing this work, the reason why the Institute exists, the reason why this, this second season of the podcast is going to be really cool. And also really different is because I did the work is because we went through these things. And when you do the work to help your nervous system feel safer and more grounded and uh, less anxious, that opens up possibilities. It it clears up so much mental real estate and so much physical energy for you to then use towards the things that you're really passionate about. So season two of this podcast is going to look a little bit different because we already went from A to Z. (laughs) Z was the end. I said, this is the end of season one. Season two is going to be a a mix of things. It's going to include me doing some really amazing interviews with people who have done some a good amount of trauma releasing and um, healing from shame and learning from their past painful experiences and building resiliency going through and experiencing post-traumatic growth. And they're going to be sharing their stories with you of what they went through, of where their shame laid in their life, how it affected them how they moved through it and came through on the other side, the tools they used, the things they learned, the experiences that they had so that you all can learn and live vicariously through them. And I'm going to be doing some really cool episodes on anti-shame work, on healing and releasing trauma on your nervous system and taking the episodes S and T shame and trauma from last season and really expounding upon those so that y'all can learn this and start to apply it in your life without ever having to even step foot in the Institute, because I also get that that might not be what is the best option for you right now. The other thing is I'm going to be taking some of the recordings from the Becoming Trauma-Informed group because I do lives in there every week and pulling them out and putting them up on the podcast so that you can see what it's like to be in that group And the types of um, conversations and trainings we're doing in there so that you don't have to get on Facebook because Facebook right now is kind of a time suck and it's an energy suck and it can cause some feelings of shame and can cause some remembrances of past painful learning and can re-trigger trauma. So if that doesn't feel like a safe space for you to be right now, totally get that. And you'll be able to benefit from the education and the conversations that we're having over there through the podcast. Plus it's just easier to listen on the podcast, right? Than it is to try to pull up a Facebook live and listen to that while you're in the car or cooking dinner or doing whatever you're doing. So we're trying to make this information as accessible and digestible for you as possible. So moving forward, what are the next steps? If you're like, Ooh, a lot of this sounds really cool. I want to check out the Institute. I want to join the Facebook group. Um, the, we are building the website for the Institute as we speak, it will be launched at the end of October. So if you're listening to this after the end of October, we'll have the link, um, for you in the comments, in the show notes. If you're listening to this beforehand, stay tuned. We'll let you know when it, uh, when it goes live. And if Facebook does feel like a space that you feel comfortable going into, definitely pop in the show notes and click the link to join us in the group. The other thing you can do if the certification sounds like something you'd be interested in, like you want to really learn how to implement this for yourself and for others, the ability to create safer, healthier, more supportive, more mutually beneficial relationships, both personally and professionally, then you can use the link in our show notes to hop on our wait list. And when that certification drops at the beginning of November, you can be one of the first to join and be one of the founding TRIPS certified Members, so we would absolutely love to invite you into that. So, we're gonna have an amazing season two. Thank you again for those of you who are returning. I appreciate you coming back and listening even more. For those of you who are new, buckle up. We're gonna have a really great time. And I just want to say thanks again for anyone who has listened to this episode or any of season one. I massively appreciate you. Um, I love to hear from y'all. So, if there's anything that you want to share from me, please email me. Or you can find me on Facebook as well and send me a DM because I love to connect with y'all outside of here. It's fun to talk to you one-sided, but also I really love the two-sided communication. So please do not hesitate to reach out if you want to just share a story or an anecdote, or if you have a question, or if there's anything I can do to serve and support you. Thank you all so much for taking time out of your busy day to listen to our episode If it resonated with you, we'd absolutely love it if you'd give us a rating in the App Store or if you'd share the episode with a friend or two. And if you're looking for even more resources, community, and education around what it means to be trauma-informed and to live a psychologically safe life, we would absolutely love to have you join us in our free Facebook community, Becoming Trauma-Informed. You can find the information in the show notes and we're so excited to welcome you into our community.